Welcome to Technado. Well, welcome to another episode of Technado. Before we get started, I do want to thank the sponsor of the show, ACI Learning, the folks behind IT Pro. A reminder that you can use that code TECHNADO30 for a discount on your IT Pro membership. I am one of your several hosts, Sophie Goodwin, and happy Thanksgiving, although you may have noticed we kind of skipped over Thanksgiving here in, here in our relocated studio. We, we jumped straight ahead to the holidays, but that's okay. It's Thanksgiving this week. We're having a great time. And I'm here with Don and Daniel. And we're going to go ahead and get started. Don, how are you today? I am doing great. Yeah, We are in uh, what I like to call Home Depot mode, where mm-hmm. we set up the Christmas decorations before Halloween mm-hmm. <laughs> and get everything going. Uh, but no, we, you know, the, the news keeps rolling even with the holidays. And so we're going to jump in and tackle some really weird stuff this week. Yeah. Daniel, you got your uh, tree up yet in your house? Not yet. We're going to, uh, this week to get the tree and get that all set up the kids are are in full on we did watch home alone last night uh, oh, so kind of kick yep. off the season yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was watched... a, it was a good start i, I must say i was like oh this is an entertaining film it's a good movie to start yeah. with is that just curious number one christmas movie oh what is my what is one? your number one christmas my movie? number one christmas movie is first blood First Blood, yes, definitely Christmas movie. Yeah. So it is in Christmas. It is at yeah. Christmas time. Yep. They got a Christmas tree Which right in the funny. police station. Was, so is Die Hard, obviously, right? Yeah. Die Hard is obviously a Christmas movie. So is Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is set because yeah. in the beginning he's he's buying, you know, drugs from a tree salesman, right? Yeah, it is Christmas. The Norelco Santa and everything like it's all at Christmas time. I guess I don't think of that one as a Christmas and, movie. And Gary Busey, you know what did. It's yeah. blanky blank Christmas. Yeah. I, you know, for me, for me, it's Gremlins. Oh yeah, I always watch Gremlins. Yeah, big, yeah. you know, one of one of the first Christmas movies I watch. Yeah. Sophie. Okay. Well, by that logic, that would make Goodfellas my favorite Christmas movie because there is a they large sequence of that movie right. that ta- he gets the most expensive tree they had. But do you watch Goodfellas every Christmas? Absolutely, I do. I watch Goodfellas yeah. every three months. Just making so sure. That's she not- does. <laughs> just making sure. She does have a Goodfellas sticker on her laptop. Like she's dedicated. So I, I only watch somewhere first up there. Blood there you go. Down here time. at the bottom. Oh, only at Christmas, only at Christmas I watch it once a year, and yeah. I watch it at Christmas, yes. Oh, huh, okay. Well, on that note, now you know. <laughs> we'd love to hear your favorite Christmas movies, questionable as they may be. We would love to hear from y'all in the comments if you are watching from YouTube. We'll go ahead and jump into our articles now, less, less Christmas-themed, which is probably good because it's still November. This first one comes to us from Windows Central. Microsoft Loop is now generally available with a host of new features and improvements. So if you don't know, Loop is actually a feature in Teams. I don't know if it exists outside of that. Or it does. Before, it does? Yep. It just well, I guess now it does. you the message over and it, over Yes, again. so you don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a loop. And you right? go crazy. Yeah. I use it quite frequently, actually, but I didn't realize now it's it apparently goes beyond Teams. And I know that Don has actually looked into this because I got an email from him last night that said, join my loop for TechNado. <laughs> so I did. Didn't really see much in there. I think I think maybe you were you were just kind of poking around to see what it was all about. So what was what's the verdict? What do you think about this? All right. So uh, if you haven't heard a loop, let's say what the hell is loop? Let's start there. (laughs) Yeah, Um, there are a number of programs that are out there in the market that have been making a making impact, um, and Microsoft is is trying to catch up with some of that. So if you've heard of programs like Obsidian or Notion, LogSeq, these are designed to be kind of like note-taking applications. So you can just kind of jot your notes down. Nothing nothing too fancy, mostly plain text. You can throw some images in there if you want, but very, very simple. Uh, you don't tell me what to do now. But, oh, <laughs> oh I will. Uh, and, you know, and this is where you can tell other people yeah. what to do because you can share not just the whole note if you want, but individual pieces, individual components of notes you can share with other people uh, and you can collaborate. So you can both be in there working at the same time. I do this with LogSeq personally, but there's you know plenty of other solutions. Microsoft has released Loop to be able to do this. 
very simple tool. You jot down some notes. You can do some headings. Uh, you can throw in pictures. And again, you can share entire collections of notes or individual ones, and people can collaborate. The, the whole vision behind this is people, multiple people in there working at once. Now, here's where it gets confusing because you might say, hey, I could just use Teams to do a lot of this stuff, right? And that's where, where Loop originated. Or you might be thinking, wait a minute, don't we have Microsoft OneNote? Can't, can't OneNote right. do this? And, and the answer to both those questions is absolutely yes. You, you've already got tools that do what Loop does. And if you go into Loop today, it is really, really basic. It's just hitting general availability now, so you can jump in and use it. If you've got an Office 365 account, it's free. Uh, if you're an outside user, I don't, I don't know exactly how they build it. I think they want you to be an Office 365 member. Uh, it has an iOS app, an Android app, a web-based app. It does not have a dedicated desktop app yet. Uh, and in my opinion, it doesn't really solve a problem anybody has. Like you, you've already got Teams, you've already got OneNote. OneNote sucks. I guess I should throw that out there, right? Uh, so maybe, maybe you want a lighter version of OneNote. Loop makes sense. But I feel like this one's going to take a couple more years of development before it really gets to where it makes a difference for us. So this seems to be quite a trend in a lot of our tech companies now to where they don't want you to leave their platform. So they just start seeing what everybody else is doing on every other thing and they try to incorporate that into their ecosphere so that you don't have to go away from them. And it mm. seems like this is what Microsoft yeah. is doing, even though right now it sucks. Eventually <laughs> it won't suck. Trust us. And yeah. if we can just get you hooked on using it because it's already there, I yeah. mean, from a marketing standpoint, this is a really smart idea. Now, do you remember Google wave either of you? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I, I remember that. I forget what year <laughs> Google Wave came out. It was like 2003 or 2004. That's it was, a fake year. It was, <laughs> it was in the early I 2000s. Um, Google created this thing where people could get in and collaborate, yeah. and they could share information. And at the time, most people looked at it and said, well, we'll just use email. Yeah. And Google did the, what ultimately killed that platform. It was a limited release beta. It was an invite-only beta. And so if you were lucky enough to get an invite, you'd go in there, but none of the people you worked with were in there it, yeah. or none of your friends so had it. it did nothing. And so it was pointless. Yeah. And after a few years, they killed it off. So at least Microsoft's not screwing it up like that. They've made it generally available. Anybody can get in. You can send invites out. People can connect into it. Uh, and I remember Google was invite only for a lot of like Gmail. You had to have yeah. an invite. Really? Yeah. Yep. You couldn't just go sign up for Gmail. Someone had to invite you to That's it. That's crazy because now I can have like eight Gmail oh, yeah, accounts and yeah. nobody cares. It's Gmail crazy yeah. at this point. Yep. I, mean, huh. I got nine Gmail accounts. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people used to make fun of that because it was it, it was ten years old and still in beta. Right, like because it, it would say, but the, it was like beta exclusivity. Tag. Right, it made you think you were part of like this. If you had a Gmail mm. address, like yeah, a, don't get rid of that. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. kind of pimp, you know. To have <laughs> is that what they said? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> two thousand three, right? You put me back in that time, <laughs> yeah. or whatever it's, it was. <laughs> it was dope. Yeah, <laughs> it's debatable whether I was alive that year yeah. or not. So yeah. it's that's it true. is still up to question. You, you were born what three, four? I'm, years I'm ago? not going to disclose that that's information. Right. That's not, you know nobody what? needs I, to know I'm, that. I'm proud of you, Sophie. That is that's the right answer to that. That's right. <laughs> you look hard enough, you can find it anyway. It doesn't matter. Nothing's a secret anymore. Uh -huh. What you were talking about, where you see tech companies that will kind of just take uh, qualities from other platforms that they see are successful yeah. and bring it to theirs so they don't want anybody to leave. I see that a lot with social media, like especially Instagram, how Instagram was supposed to be just for pictures and then mm -hmm. they incorporated video. They saw the success of Snapchat stories and added stories to Instagram. They saw the success of TikToks and added reels now to Instagram, which is just right. not my favorite. And then it's YouTube not my came favorite. out with shorts because they were right. exactly. Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. 
and TikTok. And so TikTok. They like, so they're all just the and and uh, Snapchat now has a similar thing to TikTok. TikTok's like videos and stuff. It's gotcha. I don't know if it has a name, but you go over to a separate tab and you don't know how you got there. You're like, I just wanted to send a picture to somebody, and now I'm watching somebody. Bake cake on Snapchat, and yeah. I didn't know that I could do that. So I just wanted to send a picture, and then two hours later, it's like everybody's <laughs> copying off of each other's homework in the in the tech yeah, and social yeah. media space. So yeah. that is interesting. Um, but yeah, so so I do use Loop a lot just in my day to day, like in. But I never use it outside of Teams. So so here's my challenge because when I when I first heard about it, I, I don't know, eight months ago or something, yeah. uh, I I use LogSeq like crazy. Uh, if you ever want to, I, I don't get paid by them, but it's L O G S E Q. Um, it's free. And what LogSeq does is it lets me take notes yeah, and it stores them in markdown format. And okay. so all these notes that I've been taking for years at this point are all just text markdown files. Yep. And if I ever want to leave LogSeq and move to something else, I can, like I've got all my notes. They're all in a standard text format that I can get with loop. There's no export functionality. So you can put all your notes and all of your collaborations and work and stuff like that into Loop, but you can't get them back out again. So you're, you're trapped in that Suck. ecosystem. And you know maybe someday Mike, Microsoft will give us that. And, and I think with GDPR and all, they have to set mm. something up. Well, but I'm right now, you're thinking like, are there API calls I can make to like there probably that are. Stuff and do it programmatically? And, but there's no easy way to do it. Right. No, there's uh, no like export this. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not motivated to start using Loop yet. You know, be be aware of the announcement. If you support Office 365 for a company, know that your users might start using Loop, and so you want to be aware of it. But in my opinion, it's not quite ready yet. Well, that does seem to be the Microsoft way, right? <laughs> Just put it out there, see what happens, and we'll yeah. let the people beta test it for us. Nothing like a half baked application. Right. As they complain, we know exactly where the problems are. They should call it like <laughs> Loop ME or Loop Vista. <laughs> And so we know, right? When yeah, it's, this is not the fully baked <laughs> version of this. You mean this isn't invite only? You mean anybody can just use this? Not anymore. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and move on. We'll, we'll stop bagging on Microsoft just for a little bit. Uh, this next article comes to us from The Register. Canonical intros microcloud, simple, free, on-prem Linux clustering. And the very first sentence of this article says, Canonical hosted an amusingly failure-filled demo of its new easy-to-install Ubuntu-powered tool. <laughs> and it's a long sentence. So anyway, I'm very interested in that. I know that's not the point of the article, but I'm very interested <laughs> yeah. in that failure Failure fil amusingly failure filled. What does that mean? All right. So, Daniel, you'll Hold appreciate on. this. The demo gods are never kind. <laughs> yeah. right? never, I don't care how perfect your stuff is. You go to Demo That Junk Live, get ready for a big fat crash. So, you know, Daniel and I, you, we've both been through this independently, but I think we've been through this together on camera before. Yes. yes. Uh, where they had. They had this new technology they're rolling out, and they had it all scripted and automated where they could go in. They had like this 45 minute demo planned, and uh, and it didn't work, <laughs> and it blew up, and the the cluster didn't deploy, and it was a, a total Charlie Foxtrot, and, yeah. and they they all you know dug in, and and, and in their defense, they, they troubleshot and tried to debug while they were going Good for them, and uh, the demo ended up taking I forget how long, like an hour and a half. It was like way longer than they intended on it taking, uh, but they found the problem. There was a missing comma in one of the scripts, Dude. and. I can't tell you how many times, or missing semicolon, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had that. So you know what burns my biscuits even more than it being a semicolon or something, you know, mundane and simple like that, is you've been looking at that code for hours, and then someone walks over and goes, hey, you're missing a semicolon, yeah. like immediately. And you're like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> that was like my only role on your shows was to right, be like, I think you're missing a comma. Typing, yeah. I don't even know yeah. what you're typing, but I know there's supposed to be a comma there. Right. I was role. I was filming a Linux show a couple of years ago where I had a white space character on a line that I, I couldn't even see. You see it. 
and uh, you know, I ended up just like Blows having up your to script. delete the script and just I manually oh, we, typed it. We were it. on that show what together. Was that? It was me and okay. you. Yeah, and, I, but I had the same thing because I had filmed. I think I was doing bash scripting, and my script straight up did not work. I'm like, why is this not working? You knew it I'm was right. At yeah. the code. I'm like, <laughs> every bit. I retyped it out verbatim. Right. I didn't copy and paste. I retyped it, but I made sure like I did diff. Right. It doesn't check for white space. Oh. It said it's the same thing. I'm like, how is this the same thing? Yeah. Why is this not working? And there was a an unseen character in there. Yeah. Huh. Or I had the uh, the AWS script that worked every other time. Oh my goodness. It, you, you, That's you, even worse. You'd run it and it would work. It works. And then it doesn't. And so that day we're filming and I've, I've tested this script out. I knew it worked. I go to run it. It doesn't work. Yeah. So we, we, we stop and I'm like, all right, let me test this. I test it. Works. And it works. We start filming again and it fails. So finally what I had to do was like, okay, I need to run it twice while we stop filming. Right. So the, get it to the fail. next iteration will be the working one. And damned if it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, I feel bad for them. Like I, I've been where they are. By we, the way, it is fun to watch Don get mad because it doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> it is fairly rare. You're just like, oh, he's getting hot right now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, so I, I totally feel for them. But yeah. The point of the article. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? We totally relate to this. Yeah. But, uh, they are rolling out this new system, and it, it's supposed to be a simple Linux cluster. So you have four or five Ubuntu Linux boxes. You want to cluster them together so that you can throw containers on there, and they, they've created an easy system to do it. Now, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of you know too many people are reliant on AWS or reliant on Azure or whatever, what if you want to just have your own cluster that you stand up? Like a Kubernetes cluster? Well, so Kubernetes is optional, which right. I also like yeah. because too many people just assume you have to do stuff with Kubernetes. Right. And and I'll tell you, if you were supporting I mean, millions, it's so. <laughs> well, but Kubernetes is Google. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Google. Kubernetes no, was, Google was has funded. Thing. Nope. Nope. Really? Google has funded I almost have... all of Kubernetes. How about that? Yeah. Um, and so for you doing some fact checking over there, just just googling, yeah, yeah. just doing some yeah, googling, see what Google says about yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'm not biased at all. This. But you know, a lot of people assume that they have to use Kubernetes, and and if you're dealing with millions of concurrent customers, yeah, you probably do, right? Gotcha. But for most people, Kubernetes is way overkill. Yeah. And so right. what Canonical did is they have their own variation called Microcates. Uh, oh, micro K, the number eight yeah. S. Some people say call it K eight S or yeah. micro Kates. Uh, that's their version, and it's a very stripped down version of Kubernetes. But you don't even have to use that with their micro cloud service. So you can stand it up and have a fully operational cloud. What'd you find, Sophie? The first thing to come up came from Google's website, so I skipped that because okay. you just never know. Bias. But right. Wikipedia, which we all know is reliable oh, and total. never wrong, Fact, sure. says originally designed by Google, the project is now maintained by the Cloud Native Computing Foundation. So it okay. did come from Google, and then Doesn't. Google's site said. Google Cloud is the birthplace of Kubernetes. Well, there you go. There you it go. was released as open source in 2014. Fact checked. So I like this project because okay. I, I like the idea of, hey, if I'm learning and I, I want to set my own, or hey, I'm a small business. I'm not ready to start getting like built for every penny yeah. out of AWS. Uh, not, not that it's fraudulent <laughs> or whatever, but it does get expensive. Uh, that you know, Here I could stand up my own. I, I like that idea. There's things I don't like, and I... I been harping on this lately. It's they, data mining. <laughs> they, they want you to use snaps. Oh, your favorite. Yeah, my favorite. So so now, you know, I already don't like snaps because of the difficulty of maintaining them from a security perspective. But yeah. uh, but now I'm, I'm supposed to be deploying back-end app architecture using a snap. That really just doesn't make sense mm. to me. Um, 
it supports containers, but it uses LXC, the you know which really Canonical is the only one that supports anymore. So they, they've chosen their own technologies, which makes sense for them from a business perspective. Yeah. But for me, it kind of hurts that ability of you know, is it a real learning environment if you're just learning these almost proprietary Canonical things? Probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and there we have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the news, ladies and gentlemen. I was gonna say I really I have nothing to add to that particular conversation. Yeah. So and that's all right. the way the news goes. That's right. <laughs> all the cookie crumbles. I've got new things to add to my list of movies to watch. Evidently, we'll go ahead and jump to our next article. Oh, which... Mine was from uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh, not a okay. Movie. And mine was from um, Anchorman. Uh, no, it was uh, Evan All Almighty. Our... Right. Oh, that's right. So Bruce, yeah. Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Thank yep. you. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Evan I did Almighty see Evan Almighty. Yeah. So. That was doesn't. Funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was, a, it was a fun little flick. Yep. But we'll go ahead and move on. This next article comes to us from The Verge. Sam Altman fired as CEO of <laughs> OpenAI. So pretty pretty sudden. I think I think from my perspective. But then again, I don't closely follow Sam Altman's activity. So for all I know, this was a long time coming. But I did see something recently that said it was like a day after he was fired. They were in talks to hire him back and. Evidently, now that's not the case. So what's what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Walk right. us through the timeline here, Don. <laughs> so normally, when I when I pick articles for us to talk about here on the podcast, I always try and think of all right. I'm I'm a sysadmin or a CISO or you know somebody involved in supporting IT. Give me things that I need to take action right. on. That's why we talked about Ghostbusters last week. And yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very critical. Because you, you got to bring gotta, the team together. That's you true. have to plan on your team taking time off. Right. Like, I mean, that's a hard one to balance, right? That's right. Uh, so, so it's <laughs> totally uh, up to my whim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not just me. You guys bring articles yeah. to the show. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, Don's going to see you in his office when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so this time, though, this is such a big thing going on right now that I feel like we have to talk about it a little bit. And uh, if you haven't heard about this, you must be living under a rock because it is, it's all over every news source that's out there. Uh, we know that AI right now is having its, its 15 minutes of fame just like VR did a couple of years ago. We know where that went. Uh, but AI is the the big thing. Everybody's looking at it. Most of the software that we use is trying to find ways to inject AI into it. Microsoft Windows, Apple is doing it. Like Everybody is jamming AI wherever they can. And the company at the forefront of that is OpenAI. Now, OpenAI is a weird, weird company because... They're at and they the, got like llamas and stuff in the <laughs> lobby. Yeah. Well, the main thing is like they're Post at a ninety art. billion dollar valuation. Whoa! And they're a not for profit. Yeah, that is interesting. It is interesting, and technically, they are just chewing through dollars like crazy because the the infrastructure required to support AI like this is insanely expensive. Yeah. And you've got companies like Microsoft that have just been dying to acquire them, but. They, they're not for profit, so they, they don't consider themselves for sale. So Microsoft invested $3 billion straight up in cash into them with a $13 billion commit of Azure hardware to like run their infrastructure. Microsoft is the most heavily invested in yeah. OpenAI. And OpenAI basically imploded this weekend and went nuts. So the, um, the board of directors, which are very much not-for-profit people, really started to get frustrated with their CEO, Sam Altman. And uh, they haven't given us a truthful reason for what's going on here yet. But basically what they said is that Sam Altman wasn't or was lying to the board about stuff. 
we don't know what that stuff was, right? Um, he said he invented the question mark. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll, that'll just random lies. They weren't even business related. <laughs> and you know, Sam Altman, he is a serial entrepreneur. Well, so I'm so I could you said entrepreneur after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I could see like he probably has different goals than what the what the board did, but they they fired him. Yeah. And when they did that. Uh, immediately there was a revolt. Uh, the president also stepped down, one of the other co-founders. A letter was signed by 550 employees. Now, they only have 700 employees. So, so two-thirds. Almost all the employees yeah. signed a letter saying, if you don't hire Sam Altman back, we're going to quit. We're going to leave yeah. and go work for Sam at whatever he does next. And so then... OpenAI had to go back and like try and rehire him. And so they were in negotiations to rehire him. In the meantime, Microsoft hired him. <laughs> Microsoft hired Sam Altman. This was announced yesterday. Or, uh, actually, on Monday. It's like a soap opera. <laughs> it really, there will be a Netflix documentary yeah, yeah, on this. Exactly. Guarantee. Uh, the former president, whose name I'm forgetting because all the headlines. Greg. Just Greg. Just, just Greg. Yeah. Just like Greg. Greg yeah. McFizzlebottom. <laughs> Greg <laughs> Brockman. <laughs> All right. Uh, Caleb, our, our director here, oh, is saving me. <laughs> Greg Brockman. I was um, close. <laughs> who also quit in protest. He got hired by Microsoft. And Microsoft literally told them, if any employee from OpenAI wants to come work for us, they got a job. They, they, we will hire you. And wow. so what's happening is this is like the most shocking aqua hire right, ever. Right. You got a, a company worth ninety billion dollars and Microsoft is about to get it for literally nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> for free. For salaries. It's like the biggest <laughs> Christmas present possible. And yeah. it, and it has to make me wonder, and this all right, now everything I've said so far has been pretty factual. Yeah. Let me go into Don Conjecture Land. I have to imagine that Microsoft has bribed the board. Well, right? I was gonna say this, we, no, we could go even further. We could say Let's make this a tinfoil hat section where does OpenAI use Teams and, and O365 as their communications channels? Because maybe some stuff was just like, you know, oh, here's some lies from Sam that's just generated by it. What if, what <laughs> if the lies <laughs> were chat GPT hallucinations? Yeah, that's true. You know, maybe. <laughs> they, just, they just generated it. That's okay. it. That's so, it. Yeah. So this is a this yeah here is a tinfoil hat Charlie Fox like I mean just an absolute disaster <laughs> that you can't can't take your eyes off of. No, no, I can't wait to see what happens because now I mean obviously when you say that Microsoft hired these people, they they're actually they're going to work. Oh yeah, yeah. This so, isn't like they extended them an offer and it's on the table. And so the, gonna see what they're going to do. The talks, they have accepted. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. The yeah. the talks to rehire fell apart. And Microsoft has officially hired Sam Altman and Greg Brockman. So they, they are Microsoft employees nice. now. Um, and that, that's not going to change. Now, whether OpenAI can recover from this, we'll see. They're all but, like, enough yeah. of this nonprofit bullshit. I'm about to go work for Microsoft. Oh, man, <laughs> it is. It's just, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. It is bizarre to, to have a $90 billion company that is in like such a precarious position. Um, it's a train wreck. Yeah, well. Yep. Can't wait to oh. see how it all unfolds, Don. Now, let me, let me bring this back to ground level. Um, right now, in 2023, I'll make it a little bit depressing, yeah. uh, there have been record tech layoffs, right? There have oh, been yeah. more layoffs this year than like the dot-com boom. Yeah. Um, well, you know, since the dot-com boom. I think right. dot-com boom was more. But uh, a lot of layoffs. And many of those tech workers 
in a crowded job market, said, you know what, maybe now's the time for me to, to create a startup. And so yeah. there have been a lot more startups this year than in previous years, too. Because yeah, they couldn't get a job, so they make their own job. Yeah. 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 Or, or, hey, while I'm killing time searching for a job, why not work on this software project? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And many of them said, AI is the technology that's that going to work. That <laughs> I'm going to leverage ChatGPT and make something. Right. Because so, most AI apps out there are basically an API called the ChatGPT. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the hardware infrastructure is way too expensive for you right. to set up on your own. So, so people attach to it. And uh, uh, yeah, you know, Caleb brought up here over 240,000 lost jobs in 2023. That's a lot of tech workers. And some of them are standing up new startups. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine that you've, you're taking a risk. You're creating a startup and you're basing it on open AI. And now that company's imploding before your very eyes and you have no control over it. Mm. Right. Potentially, they could snatch that right out. They, they could do a Reddit. And say, nope, we're turning off our APIs. Nobody can use our, right. our stuff. And oh, that would uh, totally host some companies. It, it, some people will go homeless. Yeah. Absolutely. So th- there is some real danger here. Oh. Uh, I hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. I yeah. think that we would learn our lesson about putting all our eggs in a singular basket. Yeah. Uh, right? It's, uh, you got you to gotta spread out the love, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't use one giant ecosystem because yeah. then they've got you. Yeah. If, right, if you're invested wholesale into one thing... Yes, that is convenient, but if they ever decide to turn the lights out on you, you mm-hmm. are done. And right now, when your alternative is Google's Bard, yes. <laughs> so I, I use Bard. Yeah, uh, with it's interesting. So I'll keep ChatGPT and Bard up in in two tabs, and and ready to rock. And I will ask them both the same question. I found an interesting one this week on the AI kick here. I, I was just trying to like get some programming thing to work and I needed a variable with, with like, I should have said lipsum or, uh, or whatever, you know, the lorem ipsum, lorem ipsum mm-hmm. thank you, uh, stuff. But I didn't for whatever reason. I thought I'll use like a, uh, an open book, you know, like Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, create a variable with the first 10 lines of Moby Dick in it. And Bard was like, cool. And it, it, it used that. And then I, I could see it and I'm reading the code that it spit out for me. And then all of a sudden it disappeared and goes, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Oh. And I'm like, that's weird. Why are you doing it? So I had to do it with Tom Sawyer. Worked fine. I'm like, why will... And every time I mentioned Moby Dick, freaked it out. And oh, it would spit it out. Like some kind of filter. And it would be there for like maybe five seconds. And then it would delete all that. And I'm like, what's going on? So I go over to ChatGPT. ChatGPT's like, sure, I'll do that. And works just fine. But then I huh. noticed... I changed it from Moby Dick to Tom Sawyer in ChatGPT, and it kept referencing Moby Dick, even though I told it, "No, go Tom Sawyer." I tell you, you are putting in Moby Dick. Mm, yeah, you need to do Tom Sawyer. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, and it would do Moby Dick again. I'm yeah, like, you had to create a new conversation. Yeah, yeah it totally freaked it out. Yeah, but I just hmm. thought that was, but I see that happen where ChatGPT can do something that Bard can't, and then I see Bard do some stuff that. ChatGPT can't. So I use multiple tools to get to my solutions. Yeah, which is probably good. Yeah. That, that it's, you're but not having to rely on I one. I don't put all my eggs in one basket. That is true. I, I diversify. Until one day you log in and Bard is like, so Daniel, <laughs> are you still are you still seeing ChatGPT? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were exclusive. Like, if you can generate a better girlfriend than her, then. <laughs> uh, let's see you win That's this what fight. the G stands for in <laughs> yeah. ChatGPT. It stands yeah. for girlfriend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My well, AI girl. and the T oh, is thruple. No way! <laughs> oh, I think it's the first time that word has been used in our podcast. Yeah, we'll oh, have to see man. how the uh, 
how the subtitles catch that one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, on the topic of this whole Sam Altman open AI <laughs> poaching, whatever you want to call it, uh, have y'all ever seen Jerry Maguire? Yes. With Tom Cruise. So you know how he gets fired and he leaves and, yeah. he, and Dorothy Boyd goes with him. So yeah. does that make Greg the Dorothy Boyd to Sam Altman's Jerry uh, Maguire? So, yeah. yeah. Does, does, decent yeah. analogy there. Does he have a, a son of about five years of age? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be one big happy family. Yeah. So we'll we'll go ahead and uh, we'll take a quick break here before we get too far off the rails. But don't worry, we'll be right back with more security articles here on Technado. Tired of trying to schedule your team's time around in-person learning? Isn't it a bummer to spend thousands of dollars on travel for professional development? What if we said you can save money and time and still provide your team with the best training possible? The answer to your woes is live online training from ACI Learning. With live online training, we provide our top in-person courses in private, online, instructor-led formats. You get to provide professional development in a manner that fits today's expectations. Entertaining, convenient, and effective. Our exam-aligned courses inspire the full potential of your team. Visit virtual instructor-led training at ACI Learning for more info. Welcome and thanks for joining us for the second half of TechNado. Thanks so much for sticking with us through the break. And just a reminder, if you are watching from YouTube, we would love to hear from you in the comments below what you think about the tech news we've talked about so far, what you want to see on episodes in the future, whatever you'd like to leave in the comments, just so long as you're not too mean and you don't say any bad words you know we Those just are my favorite ones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be mean that's fine but like yeah. try to keep it pg please because otherwise we got to censor stuff and it's just it's just not fun if yeah. you like start dropping cuss words in the comments it's not fun for We've anybody some weird things in the comments yeah like yeah. you know yeah you yeah. can be funny you can be kind of mean just don't be weird. but like don't make me feel like i have to go into witness protection yeah, you know or take a there's shower. a line there's a line <laughs> but other than that we love to hear from you and if you are listening on uh, apple podcast or spotify we love to hear from y'all as well if you want to reach out to us on socials we would appreciate that so we'll go ahead and jump into our security articles now this first one's going to be fun comes to us from bleeping computer ransomware gang files sec complaint over victims undisclosed breach so you guys can probably explain this a little bit better but it's it's a ransomware it's the black hat ransomware operation right that they filed a complaint with the sec against one of their own victims because they didn't disclose a cyber attack quick enough but it was their attack that they were not disclosing. So that sure. confuses me. It. Why would you report? The next article, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can explain why, why, why do this? Uh, why so, does anybody do anything? Really? Come on. Yeah. Money. Article. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've heard of ransomware gangs taking different approaches, right? So in, in the early days, ransomware would hit your machine. It would encrypt it and and lock it and you couldn't get at your data and that was that right Good times. i uh, mean simpler times in fact right? some, some of the the first ones would just simply lock your computer you couldn't use it at all yeah and they said well wait a minute let's let them use their computer so they can still buy bitcoin but we'll just encrypt their data and and block right. that off and then you'd have to pay a ransom in order to get access to your data well when people stopped paying the ransom they said we gotta we gotta do something better and so then the next escalation was hey if you don't pay our ransom we're gonna exfiltrate your data so we're we're not just encrypting your machine we're copying your data off and we'll post it publicly we'll share it with other people pay the ransom and so now even if you like format and reinstall or recover from a backup now they still have your data they're going to leak it out and they can continue to extort you uh they would get kind of targeted with some of this stuff they would try and like send stuff to your family members or whatever but with companies it was really effective because if they breached a company and a company wasn't paying the ransom they could say, you know what? We're going to reach out to your customers. We're going to tell your customers what happened. And we're going to expose your customers' data, and that's going to hurt your reputation and so on. Well, 
again, companies have been really moving along and, and getting to where they don't want to pay the ransom. They've got various protections and they've learned. I, I joked about this last week. As long as you give people credit protection, then we're <laughs> off the hook, right? So companies feel like they don't have to Get do anything. Jail free card, huh? Well, the SEC passed a rule, and the rule said if you're a publicly traded company and you have a data breach, you've got to report it within 72. Wait, no, 72 hours Seven, is GDPR. It's um, like four days, right? Is it four days? Yeah. Yeah. So 96 hours. So yeah. you got you got four days to report it, and. What this particular group, Alf V or however you say it, I know I can um, never like pronounce that. Like eh, I don't get it. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> whatever they're called, like I loved Alf, and now they're a ransomware gang. <laughs> they said, "All right, we've we've compromised this company, Meridian Link. We've installed our ransomware. It's encrypted machines. We've told them, hey, we've got your data. That we've we've proven it. We've shown that we've got your data." And yet you're not paying the ransom and you haven't disclosed it. So they're trying to find ways to extort them to get them to pay the ransom. And so now they're saying, wait a minute, you haven't disclosed to your customers. There's an SEC rule. What is the SEC going to think about it? Yeah. And so they said, hey, if you don't, if you don't pay up, we're going to tell the SEC. And Meridian Link didn't pay up. And so they told the SEC, the, the, the ransomware group actually went to the SEC website and filed a report saying, hey, Meridian Link's been compromised. We did it. We can show you we did it. And they aren't letting their customers know. And so they're trying to add more pressure to pay the ransom. Now, I don't think it's going to work because, you know, one, they didn't disclose it. So they're already in trouble with the SEC regardless. Right. Well, so I, I thought we read that that actually hasn't taken effect yet. Like it's not until December. Oh, the rule hasn't taken effect yet. Has, yeah, the rule is oh, then, not in effect. Then it's definitely point. not going to work. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Right. So I don't know where they were getting the idea that this was actually going to push them over the edge. Maybe it was more of a, hey, let's start testing this and putting it out there that this is a valid. Oh, they straight, are set straight to. from Caleb. December 15th, 2023 yeah, is when it yeah, takes effect. There you go. So Meridian Link's just under the wire. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, Ooh. <laughs> they're like, we got to get our breach in now. Uh, eat a black cat. <laughs> they're actually doing a favor to Meridian Link. <laughs> yeah, if right. they had just breached them after the 15th, it'd be a bigger yeah, debacle. But, uh, but as of now, it's like, I, I felt like this was more of a, let's prime the pump for this becoming a pressure that we can yeah. push against and let them know. It's, it's not a joke. I'm actually going to file with the SEC against yeah. you if you do not disclose as so a, a little more pressure. Now, let, let's say that you work at the SEC. Yeah. And you get this <laughs> notification from an admitted criminal. Yeah. Right? So No honor um, amongst thieves, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, and what do you do? So, like, technically... I mean, technically, they don't do anything now, right? So, right. Let, let's pretend it's but after the 15th. Right, right. This is December okay. 16th. They filed with the SEC. You're like, hey, it looks like there's been a breach. I guess, you know, actually, I think I understand how this would go. Okay. Chain of custody is obviously broken here. Yeah. You cannot trust evidence from a criminal. Well, you, you would have to do an investigation. That would be the next step. Right. Yeah. And and so, you know, can we confirm a breach occurred? Right. Because like, it's it's like lawsuits, right? I can sue a ham sandwich if I want to. Yes. Like, But that doesn't mean you're going to get anything. You might or, win for yeah. failure to appear. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it could happen. By default. <laughs> ham sandwich, you owe me. Good luck collecting, though. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I, I think this is a, a sign of what's to come. Yeah. Right? Because it used to be that ransomware didn't exfiltrate data. Now they all do. Right. right. It's just kind of standard practice. And it used to be that they didn't notify the customers. Now they do. So this is just the next step up is, you know, trying to leverage government tools. Well, now I'm starting to try to think, let, let, let's say I'm a, I'm a bad actor out there and I'm just rando filing SEC complaints that aren't true. What's the point? Well, 
right? To what tie if, up their investigative team? To, could you get lucky? I mean, and, you probably could. So like, let, let's assume that every company has been breached because yeah. that's probably not that big of an assumption. It, well, uh, it's it's kind of like the whole like porn store or sextortion thing, mm. right? Oh, those random emails that go right? out. I yep. just send out random emails saying I've got pictures of you doing horrible things. They're not flattering. <laughs> and I'm going to send them to your family. It's the same kind of idea just applied to if I threw a wide enough net, I probably am going to catch some people that have done some yeah. bad stuff. And now I'm going to bring scrutiny upon you. So might as well just give me some money. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is the same kind of kind of play. I think the what the SEC will likely do, we'll have to see what actually happens, but yeah. is they can't act on this information coming in from a criminal. So what they can do is wait. And Meridian Link did come out and say, yes, there was a cybersecurity incident. So they, they have now publicly disclosed it. In the future, they might wait. And I, I think we're going to talk about this today. Oh, no, we talked about it last week, right? Where they took like six months to disclose. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. And so if they see that, right. somebody comes out and discloses something from six months before, now the SEC can come in and look at it and do their investigation, not based on what a criminal says. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think you probably could sue a ham sandwich and, and get some money out of it because they're known for their cheddar. <laughs> so I really do think That's that you would be successful. Punny. I did my best. Did That's job. what I contribute to these articles. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with the source material. She's Absolutely like, nothing. About these computers. It's <laughs> very interesting. I'm here. It's a balance. It's a because <laughs> because I mean Don's a genius and and Daniel's here too. So you know, <laughs> got to be a balance uh, in there in the somewhere. <laughs> No, you won't. That's why I'm dressed like yeah. this. I will be sneaking. Was out. it from Happy Gilmore? Like, congratulations, you can count. Yeah, you, you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, my mom will love that one. We'll go ahead and move on to our our next <laughs> our next article. This one comes to us from Tom's Hardware. Crypto mining rigs hidden in Polish court building to steal electricity. So, so this is fun. I mean, it's not fun for. The people that are getting electricity stolen from them, but that has a fun title there. Um, Spider Man Two PS Five for four ninety nine. This is not sponsored. It's not sponsored by the folks over at Sony. So I'm curious if maybe one of you guys can can break this down sure. a little bit more for somebody you know, at my level. Yeah. You know, over the years these these pop up where people find secret computers in their building, and and sometimes it's listening devices or it's intercepting traffic. Uh, Daniel, I think you've done some specials on this where people can like harvest data and then just come back later and collect it. Yep. Uh, you know, network sniffers, that kind of thing. Uh, but oftentimes it's just crypto mining, right? Yeah. That we get one or two of these a year usually. Yeah. You know, crypto mining at this stage, with Bitcoin specifically, is no longer worth it, right? Uh, you cannot mine Bitcoins for less than the cost of the electricity you consume to right. do it. And so it's not, you can't make money doing it anymore. Not like in the olden days. Uh, I mean, you could argue you never made real money, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> so, but, uh, but today, if you wanted to get started, <laughs> if you wanted to get started Bitcoin mining today, it just does not make sense economically, yeah. right? Unless you can steal your electricity. And in in Ukraine earlier this year, they busted this warehouse where they had illegally tapped into the city power. And so they were powering an entire Bitcoin mining farm off of stolen electricity. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you can make money doing that. I've heard about uh, there was a power company that is a wind generator uh, that used wind and the uh, industrial control systems for running those windmills were hacked and they installed crypto miners and they found out about it. And they were like, we haven't had any downtime since they've taken over. 
So just let them keep going. <laughs> <laughs> they keep the system right, online. Like we'll give you electricity and CPU cycles. We only need very little of this. Yeah. <laughs> so it, they just will saw them as IT. And in in that scenario where it's wind, yeah. you know, it's a renewable energy. It's right. not a cost to it aside from the equipment. Right, right, right. Versus normally when you're stealing from the city grid, it's coal. Right. And so there's there's an actual cost behind it. Uh, I mean, there's yeah, there's cost still actual wind. cost, but since you're so close to the actual source of yep. the of the energy, yeah, it's it's super cheap. Now, in this particular scenario, it's the Polish court system. So this is a sensitive network. Right. And what they found after doing an investigation is that the company they were contracting with to do IT services, two of their employees had installed computers under the floor. So there was, you know, like a raised floor mm -hmm. uh, under the floor. So they were in air-conditioned environments where they had electricity that they could steal. Yeah. And they were mining Bitcoin. And cooling. And because it, underneath those subfloors is freezing. It's really cold. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and they were using their own modems. So they had their own little wireless network they were communicating on. So you couldn't see it on the network. It wasn't consuming internet bandwidth. It was right. just CPU power, really just stealing the electricity. Uh, we don't know how long it was there for, but it shows you how vulnerable some of those systems are and how how challenging it can be to find IT vendors that are trustworthy, right. that you know are not going to... You know, install crazy stuff on your network. Well, and plus, you never know some rando that works for that company. The company might be legit and like very up and up. They just happen to hire the wrong person, and they're in there installing crypto miners underneath your yeah. subfloor. <laughs> and you know, I found with some IT workers, this is not a generalization; it doesn't apply to everybody. But yeah. uh, with some IT workers, when they're younger, uh, they first get into the IT field, and they don't they don't necessarily think about some of the things they do as being criminal. Yeah. Right. Like going on Pirate Bay and downloading movies. Right. They, they don't they don't view that as a criminal activity, even though it, it is. It is. Uh, and and, you know, you can justify things in your mind several different ways. But they probably looked at it as this is a public facility. Right. And I'm just going to stick a computer on the floor. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's my yeah, it's CPU. And yeah, it's just electricity that comes yeah. out of the wall. It's obviously free. Plus they're a big company. They <laughs> can afford and, this. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and so I, I could probably see that being the logic that went behind somebody doing it. You know, we can justify lots of stuff. Or or it could be totally nefarious, and this is like some kind of Russian cartel that's gone in and, <laughs> yeah. and, and done whatever. They're doing horrible things with that money. <laughs> so we don't, we don't really know. But, uh, you know, you can't blindly trust IT staff. Right. Uh, it, if it's your full-time staff, you develop that trust, right? But when they're contractors, you've got to trust but verify, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and... They get creative. It would have been very hard to find this equipment. It was found by accident in this case, yeah. uh, but very hard to find if it's not using your network, if it's not generating traffic that you can see that way, yeah. really hard to spot it. Yeah. I was going to say, it didn't look like there was anything that really, like you said, they found it by accident. There was nothing really to tip them off. Like, oh, we saw a spike in this or it's crazy. Something happened like because they were so careful about the, they're using their own modem and all that stuff. I wonder how long it could have gone on right. if they hadn't stumbled upon it, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's the big point is like they could have been cooking Bitcoin for... God knows how long, like yeah. forever. So Who long. knows how much they're, they've made off of that? I would be interested in the, like how much they <laughs> actually it, made. Did it cover the hardware costs right. that they lost? Yeah. Right. Mm. What's that line from Anchorman where he's like, uh, I'm not even mad, I'm just impressed. Like it, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, wow, you pulled that out. I mean, it's still obviously bad. Yeah, yeah. Don't commit crimes. Use your powers for good. But <laughs> yeah. I am a, I'm like, right. I'm a little impressed, it's you know? It's like, a weird thing. Like, uh, uh, hey, don't I, do I that, really but, but how'd you do that? That was kind of cool, you know? Yeah. So not cool though. No. Crime is bad. Don't do that. Yeah. So yeah, but they did find it, and it looks like um, the president of the court terminated the contract with said company after they after they found these. So yeah, I mean this is this is interesting. To yeah. uh, by my estimation, I think this is interesting. Um, and, and it shows why doing like a site audit 
is a, a good thing. You know, once yeah. a year you check around and you, and you, you look for things like equipment that shouldn't be there. Uh, and you'd be surprised. Like that's how you can find where there's you know, rubber duckies, like a USB yeah. key on a server mm -hmm. that shouldn't be there. You need to do physical inspections. You know, yeah. I, I've recently been kind of on a hardware kick lately about you know ESP boards and you know mm -hmm. blue all the all that stuff. And I saw somebody that was taking a Raspi and one of those little hydroelectric generators. You stick it in a river or whatever, and it generates electricity. And they hooked it up to a, a Raspi and had a Bitcoin mine. And they did it for oh. a day, and they made like five cents or whatever, right? <laughs> hey, well, well, that's not impressive. Go get some of that free energy out there, right? Like yeah. there's there's ways to do this that won't land you in prison yeah. or have you have your stuff confiscated. You know, go. Uh, I, the problem is, is that people go. Well, if I can stick one hydroelectric dam in here, I can stick a thousand, yeah. and they, they get stupid with yeah. it. Yeah, there was a few years ago where um, it was a university. And it was a person who was responsible for supporting one of their computer labs. Yeah. And he had this idea like, hey, these computers are sitting here idle at night. Oh, that's so right. So I'm going to install Bitcoin that. miners. And at the end of the day, at like 8 p.m., when all the students go home, right. it'll start churning through mining Bitcoin, 100% CPU. Right. And then at 7 a.m., before the students come in, it turns off and victimless crime. Except right? for the electricity that was killing them. The electricity cost, and it wears the hardware out faster, that's true. right? Yep. So, you know, but he didn't he didn't think about that. Just right. let it run, and, and off he went. So, yeah, there have been a, a number of scenarios like that. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, you're selling me on the screw Bitcoin more and more every time we do an article. <laughs> Slowly, I'll <laughs> yeah, convert I'm you sorry. all, like... That's yeah. going to become a I, new I didn't segment. I really have a stake in the game one or the other, but every time we talk about Bitcoin, like, right, it's used in some crime. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys know I'm not an environmentalist. Yeah. I'm not in Greenpeace. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not. Don's a, not wearing paper shoes and hugging any trees. But at the same time, <laughs> crypto mining is such a waste of electricity and resources right. that it, it is shocking to me that more people aren't opposed to it. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It's going to become a new segment here on Tokyo. Yeah. Screw Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by that's Don's shoes. <laughs> Not paper. Not <laughs> not Birkenstocks. No, no. <laughs> I got real confused for a second there. I was like, did yeah. we have a malfunction on the camera? We'll, we'll go ahead and... He was, uh, he was fact checking. Fact he checking. was fact checking. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Good on you, Caleb. We appreciate that. <laughs> we'll go ahead and jump into, uh, into our next article. This one comes to us from Tech Radar. Samsung confirms data breach. Here's what you need to know. So uh, in this article, I, I did, I just kind of went through it very quickly. Does this article actually tell us what we need to know? Uh, it does. So, uh, so the main thing here is the uh, the web storefront for Samsung for the United Kingdom. So just kind of letting you know the the customers that would be exposed uh, was compromised. Attackers got in. They installed middleware where they were able to intercept information that was being communicated across that server. Uh, and what's really shocking here is the exposure time. Hmm. So if you purchase anything from Samsung's UK store between July 1st, 2019 and June 30th, 2020, like for an entire year, then your data is compromised. You're screwed. Right. So, <laughs> so, so, um, I don't see the problem here, Don. <laughs> there's a few interesting things to me on this, right? So one, the website was compromised for an entire year, an that's, entire that's year customer data was leaking out. The second thing, it was through June 30th of 2020. That's three and a half years ago. Whoa. Two two and a half years ago. Bad yeah. math. Two and a half years ago. What's the disclosure window? Like the UK was it's still what, it's in. It's you find out. Oh, so right. the, the if they've recently discovered that, then that's when the window starts. Wow! Imagine finding mm. that out, like just discovering. 
So what? What? <laughs> yeah. What happened? So I got to betray my incompetence. <laughs> what happened on June twentieth, twenty twenty? Did the or June thirtieth? Did the attackers just say, "All right, we got enough," <laughs> and they walked away? Man, I mean, we we got all that data done. Well, I guess we go move on to the next. Dude, do we keep going? <laughs> no, we we can't so. spend the money we got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many Lambos does one person need? Yeah, <laughs> if I had to buy one more garage, yeah, jeez, <laughs> it's kind of getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So this one, I mean, it, it, it's tough. I, I have to assume that they like switch vendors or upgraded their website right, or something right. and just accidentally something fixed the glitch. the hole, yeah. And then somehow over two years later, they discovered, oh, wait a minute. What is this? That middleware was probably like acting as a feature to some people, and they started complaining when it no longer worked. <laughs> hey, I can't uh, get my data stolen anymore. What's up with that? It's not a bug. It's a feature, right? <laughs> I, was, I was really enjoying that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's strange. So uh, rest assured, Samsung, the, the official quote is that they have taken the necessary steps to resolve the issue. Well, so there, there's that. Um, but it does have to make you wonder. We keep seeing these breaches like Sony where Sony's you was fully compromised several years ago, uh, it and recently, right? It's a hard game Sony right now. Again, not, not yeah, too long ago. yeah. Yep. Uh, but a much much smaller one. Much the, smaller. the first time, I mean, it was wide yeah. open. This time, it was and not it as bad. Be as big. <laughs> well, that's oh, true. They here's the thing: we didn't realize how big it actually was, and then <laughs> Samsung will probably be doing the same thing. And and maybe yeah. Samsung will come back. You know, right now, right. they're saying no financial data, no bank data it's just your identity your email address your purchase history today, like that kind of stuff today it's is that. what they're saying today yeah. yeah but you know when i think about like the, the networks that that i manage um if i had to go back and look at data from two years ago i don't normally have that mm. right uh and I, I guess you know maybe if it's financial transactions you have to store that in the u.s for seven years so maybe it's, it's longer but uh yeah, it, it would be really hard to go and find server logs from years ago. Like that mm -hmm. stuff, you just don't normally retain that long. Yeah. What are you going to do? I know this has come up several times, but I do love whenever this kind of thing is talked about. There was a breach, something happened, there was an exploit. The language is always real vague. It's always like, well, you may or may not have been impacted, and some of your data may or may not have been exposed. No sensitive information, though. Yeah, they, and they then, always start off with no sensitive information. Yeah, no sensitive information, right. but then, you know, a month or, or later, no, it's... No financial or no passwords yeah. were, were yeah. touched. There's two things you can count on, right? So there's one that, right, yeah. trying to minimize what data was leaked, and then the other one is it was a sophisticated cyber attack. No, yeah. it wasn't a regular attack. We could have stopped yeah. a regular attack. They, they changed ID equals 720 to one. I mean, this <laughs> is advanced. URL. No one that's, has ever yeah. seen anything like this yeah. before. So sophisticated. sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the word of the day. In fact, I think. <laughs> All the yeah. test is out. Like we Google the word "sophisticated." Yeah, is it mostly breach notifications, yeah, yeah, or is it yeah, the definition yeah, yeah. of the word? But that's <laughs> just one they've kind of fallen to. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll learn more on this. the uh, the The thing that I would take away from this is a company like Samsung has has incredibly sophisticated laboratories yeah. where they develop microchips and processors and so on, but. Their web storefronts are oftentimes powered by really basic shopping cart systems. Mm. And those are extremely vulnerable. And you'll see these big companies get hit just like small companies. Was it Magecart or Magento? What's the, what's the hack? Uh, Magento is a big one. Yeah. WooCommerce is another. Like you keep hearing about these yeah, ones yeah, getting yeah. hit. Uh, all right, Sophie, you have you have Googled sophisticated. So when you when you just Google the word sophisticated, it is mostly definitions. It's right. Marion Webster in Oxford. But if you go to if you Google just the word sophisticated and Cyber then you go attack. to news. 2023's online scams more sophisticated than ever. 
Uh, AI driving more sophisticated scams. Sophisticated cyber attack hits Clark yeah. County networks. Deep faked IDF soldiers. Sophisticated Russian campaign. So it's yeah. a lot of it does have to do with deep fake cybersecurity yeah. that and kind of that's, stuff. That's a good clickbait word. So that's it is. I think yes. the pattern's established that if you're a business yeah. and you get compromised, whether you invested in security or not, as long as you use the word sophisticated to describe it, right. and you buy credit protection for your customers, you're, you're safe. Yeah. So just figure out, you know, go ahead and strike that deal today. Get the cheapest credit protection. <laughs> get it from Equifax. Right. And, <laughs> and that there's your cybersecurity program. I, in fact, we should charge for this podcast because I just taught a whole generation <laughs> how to be a CISO. Like that's it. Yeah. You use the word sophisticated. That's right. Sign a contract for credit protection. Congratulations on being a CISO. Sophisticated and cutting it, then you just you take it to the next level. Highly sophisticated. State sponsored. Boom. State sponsored. There's no way we could have prepared for this, Your Honor. This was highly sophisticated from an advanced persistent threat. Ooh, APTs. It's got an acronym. That's right. You know it's good. Using AI ML technologies to all right. Just start throwing random words yeah. in there. Just, they won't know. Buzzword they won't bingo, know. that sucker. We, yeah. we have got to we gotta write a white paper. Yeah. We gotta do this. <laughs> I think we get this published. Coming, yeah. Uh yeah. Well, this is especially relevant now because I mean you've got Thanksgiving this week, Black Friday coming up. So it, it like look, it says look out for those sophisticated tw- Look out twenty twenty three's online scams are more Black sophisticated than ever. <laughs> so if you see a Black Friday deal that looks good, too good to be true, it, it just might be. Yeah. So yeah. that blender's probably you know, not five dollars. Um uh on a on a serious note, uh the the Thanksgiving and Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales Right. are a, a tremendous battleground for scams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and Daniel, you do this in your social engineering. Actually, Sophie, you did this too, about how creating that sense of urgency right. is one of the tools right. of social engineering. That's it. And there's nothing like a Cyber Monday sale oh, to generate man. that sense of mm-hmm. urgency. And, and, and like you say, because of the deep cuts that you get for Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and so on and so forth, it doesn't seem unreasonable that it would be at that price. Yeah, right, where normally every day you get like a PlayStation oh, for a hundred bucks. Oh away. hell yeah, I'm gonna totally. It's like man, that's too good to be true. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that that could be legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? so it just really adds on to the legitimacy of what it could actually be, and making you more susceptible to that. So just go straight to the horse's mouth. Don't click the links that show up in your spam filter because they say there's Cyber Monday, Black Friday deal. Especially now, just, just go. To wherever that's being just sold. go to Best Buy wait don't in line. Don't click the link, yeah. right? Just don't click the link. Go. Oh wow, Best Buy's got hundred dollar PS fives. Cool. Bestbuy.com. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. That's what you. Oh no, they don't. That's a lie. Cool. I just saved myself mm-hmm. a phishing campaign. There Especially because I feel like you know it used to be you had Black Friday, people go out and, and, and buy stuff in person, and yeah. Cyber Monday was the online thing, right? It kind of yeah. seems like now it's just Cyber Black Friday week. It's kind of like, like yeah. Nobody week. really goes to the store anymore, and yeah. it's it's almost like the whole month of November. It's like November first, you see stuff and. It's like our Black Friday sale starts in a week. Well, what do you mean? Yeah. Like that is yeah. barely Thanksgiving. So yeah. anyway, so this whole anyway. month and probably going into the holidays, <laughs> be on the lookout for those for those sophisticated online scams because evidently they're more sophisticated than ever. Yeah. Yes. But yes, it is. I believe this episode is going to drop on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to those of you in, in the U.S., those of you who celebrate. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. What are you guys thankful for this year? And I'm springing um, that on you. That I did not become part of a tech layoff. <laughs> <laughs> that that is, that is something worth me too. Uh, Amen. Thank for. you, Don, for not laying me off. <laughs> I am, speak for yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I've given you ample reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
I am thankful for the uh, the Detroit Red Wings not having a lo- losing season at hey. this point, like they have the last eight years in a row. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, oh Lord. The Red Wings are not the worst. I, I don't. I don't need a Stanley Cup. Just let's get some wins, so it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are dressed like the most festively out of all of us. You match yeah, the set, right. which yeah, is right. great. You've I got try. the red. I try. And, yeah, you almost blend in with the table. It's kind of cool. Oh, there we go. Caleb's got it right there. Yep. Wow. Is doing well. They've got a streak. It's a oh, losing it's streak, a losing but streak, it's a streak. But, yeah, but, <laughs> losing streak. but I'll take it. They're eight, six, and three. It's a winning record. Okay. That, that counts for something. Significantly better. Than... Go Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> go Red Wings. I don't have a team that I support in that arena. So, yeah. But by we default, go that. Red Wings. We got to fix that. Hockey well, is the best sport. Let's I know Caleb's cringing out there like, yeah. I can't believe you don't have a team you support. Well, I am thankful to be here with you guys. I'm very thankful to be able to host this show with you. I think it's a lot of fun. I know I'm getting a little bit serious and sappy, sappy here. Yeah. But it is it is fun. And I, it's one of the things that I really do look forward to every week. No matter what else is going on in the office, this is like, I know it's going to be fun when we get in this studio. So <laughs> so I'm thankful to have that opportunity to do that. We would love to hear from y'all. If you are watching from YouTube, drop a comment down below. Tell us what you are thankful for. You know, some, spread some positivity this holiday season. We will be in this set, I believe, all month long. So if you are enjoying yeah. the holiday decor, you will get to see more of that. And if you did enjoy those security articles we just talked about, we actually have an all things cybersecurity webinar coming up at the end of the month. That's on November 30th at 2 p.m. Daniel Lowry, Bo Bullock, and myself. I said that right, right? Bo Bullock. And he's, who is he with? What company is he with? Black Hills. So there you go. So if you are interested in seeing that, seeing them talk about all things cybersecurity, you'll want to join us for that show as well. Yeah, bring your uh, cloud security questions because Bo is a wizard with cloud security. So. I didn't know that. Oh, well, yeah. You've got the inside scoop here. If you're watching now, you inside know in baseball. advance. So that'll be next <laughs> week. You will not want to miss that. Uh, if you want to watch any of our previous webinars or live and social events that have happened or any previous episodes episodes of Technado, those all live on our YouTube channel right here. So feel free to check those out as well. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, like, leave, leave a comment down below. Let us know what you want to see in future episodes. And consider subscribing if you haven't already. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you left us a like. We do love to see that. We love to see that we're making a difference in somebody's day. I think that's pretty much going to do it for me. I want to thank our sponsor, again, ACI Learning, the people behind IT Pro for supporting this podcast. That's what we do in our day jobs. We, we teach those courses, and we have a lot of fun doing it. And if you're interested in an IT Pro membership, you can use that code TECHNATO30 for a discount. That's going to do it for me. Am I forgetting anything? I was so like tempted to throw out random fake sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Equifax Credit Protection. <laughs> Cuisinart is our Rusties. holiday sponsor. <laughs> So I'm going to take that as a no then. That's it. All right. Well, I'm thankful that you guys joined us for this episode, even though it's your job and you have to. And I'm thankful that all of you watched this episode with us today. Hope you enjoyed. And we hope to see you back here next week for another episode of Technado. 